This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Good morning, everyone. How are we doing today? Today is uh, October 3rd, and this is your daily financial news. Again, I bring you daily financial news each and every day. It's something I enjoy doing. If you like to get your little tidbits of the financial market every day, usually 10 to 15 minutes. We go through a range of topics seven days a week, 365 days a year. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Uh, Also, if you don't mind, give me one of those thumbs up, smash the like button. Uh, If I understand from Graham Stephan, the earlier you all smash the like button, the better this video does. So do me a favor, take one second, go hit the little thumbs up button. I would greatly appreciate it. Second, I am going to do a live Q&A here in about 28 minutes. It will be 8 a.m. Pacific. Uh, I failed to announce it anytime during the week, uh, which is 100% my, I don't know, error, miss, whatever you want to call it. But I have so much fun uh, that I will start the live stream uh, at 8 a.m. And if nobody shows up in five to seven minutes, we'll just call it. If people show up but we have no questions, we'll just call it, do something else. Uh, and then for if you are one of my students that happen to be watching this, we will also do, of course, our live student uh, Facebook, right? The, the private Facebook group, group just for my students. We will go through your homework or questions or calculations, talk about your market. So that will happen regardless uh, at 9 a.m. Uh, but we're also going to see who shows up to the YouTube uh, live Q&A. Quick thing, the YouTube Q&A at 8 will be done for my computer, so the video quality will be a little bit less, uh, but that gives me more real estate to answer your questions. And of course, the uh, live with my students will only be in the Facebook group. So there you go. All right. So on for the day. So I don't know about you, but my... YouTube views seem to have gone from everybody doing stimulus videos to everybody doing market crash videos. Uh, Everybody talking about single family being in trouble. I have hopefully put out enough stuff to say somewhere between they're wrong or they're idiots, depending on how bad their videos were or their assumptions. I did a video yesterday with numbers and telling you why I wasn't uh, nervous about 8 million or 8.2 million forbearance. Lots of reasons why. One of the biggest ones that nobody, these new investors are talking about is the foreclosure process takes time. The fastest you'll see it done is in seven or eight months. In many states, many states with lots of pain, it will take years, years to foreclose on someone's home. So to think this big tidal wave is just going to show up on our doorsteps in March is just dumb. But that said, I do know where the next market crash is coming. I've been thinking about this for a while. Every market crash that I've been through, we learn, or at least I learn something. And most importantly, here's a fine point, a past assumption is challenged. Think about that. 
Most obvious, the Great Recession. How many of you, including myself, thought, sure, real estate only goes up, right? Single family only goes up. Um, you know, there were plateaus. It maybe gone down 1% or 2% if you looked hard enough. But there was a general, real belief that single family only goes up. We have since proven that wildly wrong. Banks have learned their lesson. They are working with people like never before. They are willing to create seconds at 0% interest with no payments and all these other things. So it's not going to be in single family. And hopefully I have talked about that now. But there is another assumption just as dangerous that I think could crush a certain part of the real estate market. And it could drop values 30 to 50%. Uh, and, and again, I've done the math for you today. So if you want to get a piece of paper ready so you can follow my math, please do so. Uh, I'll get to it in a second. So if you have a piece of paper handy, that would be great. Or you can watch this video again just so you can get comfortable with the math. But here's the deal. There's long been a belief in apartment investing that class A, the tippity-tippity-top, is the safest asset to own. I believe with every fiber of my body that that is going to be the myth, the rule, the whatever you want to call it, that's going to be challenged in these, this crisis, this upcoming crisis. I believe class A apartments could see significant value deterioration. And we're going to go through three calculations together. But let's talk why class A um, has always been thought of as the best investment. Because if you understand the assumptions of why, and then we're going to talk about why not, maybe you could see what I see. And again, I'm feeling really bad for anybody who, quote unquote, overpaid for class A apartment. I think, I think you're about to, and if you own a lot of it, you could go bankrupt here in a few years. Uh, so let's talk about it. Number one, this again is class A apartment. It has often been said that class A apartments is lifestyle choice. It's lifestyle living. It's got full gyms and uh, dog parks and, you know, it's got all those extra things that you pay for in your monthly rent, right? It's a lifestyle choice. It's newer. It's, it's got all the, the fancy gadgets and, you know, the, get the doorknob is, you know, you can w wave your phone and get in your house and, you know, all those things, right? So it's lifestyle. Number two, it is often close to where you work, right? Um, it is, it's, you know, some people do it walking, some people are taking little scooters. It's in an urban city, but it was close to work and it was, it was easy. You didn't have to get in a car and commute hours like some, you know, past generations. Number three, um, the rent versus own exchange wasn't uh, in your favor, right? Renting was better, right? Given interest rates and prices and and fully costed home ownership, there was a time that maybe renting was the better option. Number four, and this is a big one. If I had to pick one, this is the one that's going to crush class A apartment investors. 
and that is millennials only ever want to rent. That is an assumption that has been baked into Class A apartment deals for years. And I believe that is going to go the way of the dodo bird. This health event, this health crisis is accelerating life. And that is going to cause um, huge change. If that one anchor of Class A apartments reverses even marginally, you're about to see value collapse. So millennials want to rent. Number five, there was, you know, there was belief that you wanted to be in the hustle, in the know, in the, in the environment, right? You wanted to be downtown. You wanted to be near the clubs and the restaurants and, and all of that. You wanted to be in the heart of the city because it was fun, right? Those are the five things about why Class A has always been thought of as the safest asset. And I think all five of those and more are about to challenge those assumptions and I think about to break, break many Class A apartment owners. So let's go through them. First, we started with lifestyle choice. Well, a lot of those lifestyle options are shut down, right? You got a big fancy gym at your, your apartment? Bet it's closed. You got that fancy, you know, rec room where you all, you know, you all get together? Bet that's closed, right? These lifestyle options that are, the amenities that are a part of these facilities are closed. And if you're in a high rise now and you're waiting 30 minutes to get into an elevator, that lifestyle choice really goes from a positive to a negative real quick. Number two, being close to work, paying that stupid rental amount, not that important if you can work from home. Not that important if you can work from home. Right? If you can work from home, you don't got to be, the, the internet's not necessarily faster because you're a block away than, you know, 10 miles away. There's, there's no reason to be that close to work if you have to work from home. Today, given lower interest rates, I believe that owning is better than renting. There may have been a time where renting was a better when you do a fully co costed analysis. I believe with interest rates below 3% and the incentives for first-time owners, I would believe in most cities. And again, if you take, if you combine work from home, meaning leaving the big cities, you can get so much more bang for your buck. You don't got to pay four grand a month for a shoebox. Go buy something and pay two grand. It's yours. There was a time where millennials couldn't buy because they were debt burdened. They didn't have the income yet. They didn't have the, the ability to, you know, the debt service ratios to buy. So when people were saying millennials always want to rent, well, that wasn't necessarily true. They had to rent. Owning wasn't an option for them given the debt they were carrying in their first job incomes. Well, many millennials have been in these jobs for a decade and they're not at the, they're not at the, first rung anymore. They're two or three rungs up making decent money, paying off that student debt. They have the option to buy now. So all of these assumptions that go around class A, ah, man, they're falling apart. 
Not last one, where it used to be fun being in the city, just like every generation, priorities change. Priorities change. Yes, they're getting married later, but they're still getting married. They're having kids later, but they're still having kids. And if their cities are becoming higher crime, dirtier, unsafe, and you have financial means, you are out. You don't want your kids in that. No parent wants their kids in that. I believe those first five things for Class A apartments all have gone reverse and are about to crush Class A apartment owners. But I think there's more. I got five more for you. First, and I've said this hundreds of times, space is good. Shoebox, bad. Backyard, good. Pretty easy. Number seven, you, you are getting more bang for your buck. Again, 4200 bucks was the average rent for a two-bedroom in New York and San Francisco. You know what you can get for a $3,000 mortgage payment an hour or two away? Much, much uh, a better bang for your buck. And you're creating ownership and it's a forced savings and all that extra goodies. Number eight, you get better tax treatment, right? You're owning something. It appreciates. You can, you can, you can sell it later and get the first 250 or 500 grand tax-free, depending on if you're single or married. I mean, there's lots of advantages here. Number nine, it's safer. Some of these big cities are, you can see the crime stats. They're not going the right direction. And they're likely not to go the right direction for a while. And then number 10, there's nothing like having your own home. You can paint the walls your own color. You can get your own pet. You know, you can do whatever you want. You don't got to ask permission. You don't have to ask permission. And I believe that is something pretty valuable. So again, I believe there is a market crash coming. I believe it could be 30 to 50%. I think it's going to be in class A apartments, but let's do the math together. So we're about to run through something leveraging the cap rate. It's a multifamily uh, thing that is often thrown around to confuse us. Uh, we will go through it slowly once, and then we will do it two more times. And this is where you're going to need a piece of paper. Also, just before we do this, uh, if you're still watching this and you want to you see the numbers, give me a thumbs up. Let's help this video get seen by more folks. Uh, again, I do not see a crash in single family. It doesn't make sense. But let's show you why we can have a crash in multifamily. First, one thing you should absolutely know is you, um, what was I going to say? I don't remember. I already got distracted. So let's talk about the first setup. Uh, let's assume uh, it's January 2020, right? First thing we're going to do is we're going to make this a 500-unit Class A apartment, 500 units. And we're going to say that the average month, Average monthly rent is $1,500. You can either say they're all two bedrooms or you can mix them. I don't care. We're, we're, I don't want to overcomplicate this. 500 units, average monthly rent is $1,500. We, we are going to say that you can operate this building at 45% expenses. Okay? And we're going to say in January of 2020, you bought this with a five cap. And you, you put 30% down, so your ARV or your financed amount was 70%. Okay? Those are our base assumptions. So let's walk through what happened. 
First and foremost, with 500 units at $1,500 for a course of a year, you are collecting $9 million, okay? Nine million bucks. You are now slapping on 45% expenses, which equate to just over $4 million. So your NOI or your net operating income is $4,950,000. That is your NOI. Now, remember, we bought this at a five cap. So you take your NOI and divide by 0.05, which is 5%, and you get a value of $99 million. Congratulations. You own 500 units and you pay 99 million bucks for them. You're, you're a hero. But let's remember you put 30% down. So you're going to put roughly $30 million down. I rounded that because 99 million, 30%, yeah, 30 million bucks. So you got a loan for $69 million, right? 69 million bucks. Pretty cool, right? You own 100 units, produces 9 million bucks a year. You operate at 45% expenses. Uh, you put 30% down. You got a loan for 69 million bucks. Ah, I remember what I was going to say earlier. One of the biggest difference uh, that is going to happen here is commercial debt forces, they have terms, you know, three, five, seven, ten. Single family homes, 30-year fixed, it don't matter. Your house, your rental house can fall 50%. The bank's not going to come knocking. Commercial loans have all kinds of terms where they can come and knock in, and that's going to crush people. If you're doing bridge debt or any of these other fancy debt instruments, you are about to get cooked. So now let's go through two examples. One, let's assume rents go down 10%. We have plenty of examples already where rents are down 20%. So let's just assume rents have to go down 10%. That could be via giveaways, you know, one month, two months free, whatever it is. But you're only able to get $1,350 a month, not $1,500. Right, 1350. Uh, let's assume that expenses went up five percent because it's harder, right? You gotta you gotta track people down. You got more evictions. You got more turnover. It's just a it's just harder to manage uh, a class A building that is having turnover very quickly. And I've done that before. It sucks. So now your expenses go from forty five percent to fifty. And let's assume that the bank now says the market's a six cap, not a five cap, right? So rent's down 10%, expenses are up 5%, and the cap rate only went from five to 6%. What happens? Well, let's walk through the numbers, right? So your rental collection is no longer 9 million. It is 8.1 million. Your um, expenses are 4 million and 50,000. So your NOI is $4 million and 50. Uh, your, your NOI so far is down 900 k from our first example. Now we take our NOI, net operating income, and divide by 6% instead of 5. You get a value of $67.5 million. Let's just say that's not good for you, not good for the lender, and you are about to be broke. Because what happens is now the building went from 99 million to 67 million. Your equity disappeared. Disappeared. Your loan is 69 million. 
The value is $67 million. So A, congratulations, you just lost $30 million. B, you've got to raise at least, what did we say, $20 million bucks? You got to raise 20 million bucks, 20 million, because right now your, your loan to value is 101%. No bank will do that. Again, commercial loans reset. They have all kinds of margin calls and all these other things. It's going to get ugly in class A. Now, just another quick example, because I believe there is real, real, real pain in class A multifamily. Let's assume just real quick that rents go down 20%, which we have full evidence that many markets are down 20%. Let's assume expenses are 50%, which is about the worst I've ever seen. So we'll, we'll stay at that ratio. And let's assume the cap goes from five to seven, which is not unheard of. I've seen it, I'm seeing it expand much more than that. I didn't want to go through all the numbers because this has been a long video, but the value of the asset now is only $51 million. You've lost 50% of value. You lost 30 million, the bank lost 20 million, that, that apartment is toast. It is about to be sold to someone else for pennies on the dollar. I believe class A apartments could easily fall 30 to 50%. It doesn't take much. Again, I believe lots of class A apartments have been thought of as the safest investment because lifestyle choice, close to work, rent versus own, Millennials only want to rent and being in the hustle is cool. I believe all five of those are toast and reversing quickly. Class A apartments are in big trouble. Class A owners who overpaid are in big trouble. It is about to get ugly as debt resets. So if you want to talk about a market crash, you YouTubers out there, talk about multifamily. Stop trying to scare people with single family. It's not going to happen. You have no experience. You don't understand the process, the time lag. Oh, it's very frustrating. All right, everybody, take care. Uh, hopefully that all makes sense. If you're still watching, remember to hit the thumbs up. I only got 17 thumbs up, but 50 people watching. So uh, come on, I do this for you. Help me out. Uh, and again, remember, wow, seven minutes. We're going to go online and uh, answer your, your questions. Take care. Bye.